There are over 500,000 kids in foster care across the United States, and making sure they're well taken care of takes a village. I'm Erin Lindstrom, and this is Foster Care Aware, a production brought to you by Tidewater Friends of Foster Care with support from the Barry Robinson Center. If you've had it on your heart to become a foster parent, volunteer, donor, advocate, or just want to learn more, you're in the right place. For more information on how to move forward, head to fostercareaware.org slash next steps. And now I'm thrilled to share today's segment with you. Hi, I'm Erin Lindstrom, and I am here with Audra Bullock, the founder and president of Tidewater Friends of Foster Care, and Tracy Keller, the CEO of Girl Scouts Colonial Coast, former foster and current adoptive parent, and a board member of TFFC. Tracy, thank you so Yay. much for joining us today. Absolutely. It's so great to be here today to share a little bit about our story and to help encourage families um, to look at fostering. Amazing. So why don't you, can you tell us just a little bit about you and your background and kind of how we made it onto the screen today? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first uh, and first, must, I, I do work for the Girl Scouts, and so I'm kind of known in the community as the Girl Scout lady. Um, but when I get to take that off, I'm, I'm a super proud mom. And I got to be a mom, which was always my childhood dream, um, because I was a foster parent and then soon uh, became adoptive parents. Um, our fostering journey started because we always wanted to have a family, and it just um, hadn't, hadn't come about. Um, and we had friends who had become foster parents. And so we learned from them that that might be an option for us. Um, we knew pretty early on in our marriage that adoption was gonna probably be how we became a family, um, but I didn't know about the foster to adoption um, option until I met a friend who was a foster parent. And she shared with us the joys of, of what um, she was doing. And once we started looking into it, I knew for me, my goal would be to have children in our home. And I had already been on the emotional roller coaster of um, infertility um, as a couple. And what I realized is I had this kind of ebb and flow every month. Um, so I knew the joys of um, having children in the home and I would also know the sadness of, of not having um, children in the home. And so I thought that fostering would still um, help us get closer to our dream of becoming a family because we would have children in our home for however long they were meant to be there. And um, so we got started. We started our pride classes and um, we got quickly on our journey and within months of finishing um, our pride classes, we, we got our first phone call and um, welcomed in our first little girl. And so our journey was, uh, was ours. And I think that's what I would want to convey to families when they join fostering is that your journey will be yours and your training will prepare you um, as best as it can. But your journey is unique um, because every child is unique. That's right. So Tracy, um, while you were licensing as a foster parent and through your foster placements, you worked. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I think um, the hard part for me and why I never really considered fostering right up front when, um, first of all, I didn't know that it could lead to adoption so easily. And second of all, I didn't realize that people would be considered foster parents if um, their situation was a double working family or maybe a single parent family, I didn't realize that all those were myths and they weren't truths. Um, and so um, we found a childcare facility that was close by my work and knew that as we um, would say yes to children, we would have to make sure we had childcare um, lined up as well. And so um, we worked on childcare um, while we worked through our training classes so that we would have a connection ready to go to help our family, no matter what our family looked like at that time. And so, um, yeah, working mom from day one, um, absolutely. So was it challenging? 
yes, it was challenging, but no different than any other working family, right, that's raising children. Um, so I found it to be, well, it's the only way I knew how to be a parent. I mean, I was working before I had children, and so I found it to be um, easy to manage, like many other families do. Um, with fostering, there's some additional appointments that I had to weave into my day, um, but no different than another family working through doctor's appointments, dentist appointments. Um, I chose to go to all of our court appointments and to meet with our social worker um, whenever it worked best for all of us. And she was super accommodating um, that we both worked outside the home. And so our even social worker um, would visit us when it was great for our family. So after school, after work, um, it, I found it to be very accommodating. That's excellent. That's great. That, and yeah. financial support was provided for child care through social services, correct? Yes, absolutely. Um, and so the they were right there along the journey. Um, so our um, provider worked directly with them and that made it um, very efficient um, and made sure our kids had all the extra supports they needed because I think sometimes um, we don't realize that our children do come to us in fostering with some potential ed ed um, educational delays that need a couple extra um, rounds. So maybe some tutoring or maybe some occupational support, therapy type supports, speech therapy and all of that. And um, honestly, I, I don't know how I would have been um, as a mom not being a foster parent because we had so much support around us. So even if I had a speculation that one of my children had a, a slight delay in anything, um, immediately the social worker was helping um, connect me to resources that the, our child needed quickly. Um, and again, super efficiently, many of those services came right to our childcare provider and, and took care of those um, services with them. And so I really felt like I wasn't just a mom alone. I was a mom with a village around us um, and around our family every step of the way. And like Erin says, <laughs> it takes a village. <laughs> no doubt Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm always around us. I'm grateful for you sharing that because even in our village group, there was someone who reached out earlier today just asking, like, I work full time. Can I do this at the same time? So it's amazing to hear of someone who did navigate the system like that and that it really worked um, in favor of your lifestyle. Like, it sounds Absolutely. like it all came together. Yeah. And we had a, a large family um, that came into care and our um, the children were split between um, two homes and sometimes three homes um, based on what the children needed. I mean, while that's not um, always the first uh, preference that we would separate children, I certainly learned through that journey that sometimes three sets of parents are fantastic. Mm -hmm. And so we would have regular sibling um, visits, um, go to the park, go to the playground, go have ice cream, and all the parents would come together as well. And that um, also became part of our parenting village um, because we leaned on each other and we supported each other. Um, in order to keep that family super connected um, during a, a difficult time for them as, as we once. Um, but they still got to see each other on a regular basis and uh, we were a network of support for each other as well. That's fantastic. I'm sure you have a lot of good advice for um, prospective parents um, on, on what they need as far as not only this support but training. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, so I do believe that instinct does happen um, for parents and that you, you kind of just get started and you know what to do. I, I really do believe that that happens um, for nurturers and I'm definitely a nurturer. Um, but what I also needed to know um, through the pride training and training that we took is that um, 
these children come with a unique set of needs and it's important to um, continue learning about best practices, um, promising practices. We have dealt with some different types of trauma situations and I really um, needed the extra support of um, counselors and therapists, but I also needed a lot of um, trauma-informed care training to really understand um, some of the unique behaviors of our kids. And so when we took in a young family and the kids were all under the age of five, I had um, one of the older children just kept looking in our cabinets constantly. And I was like, you know, dinner's, dinner's done, we've, we've eaten, and, um, but she would still keep opening those cabinets. Um, and I just couldn't figure it out. And it wasn't like a big thing, but it was definitely a thing for me to go, you know, what's going on here? Well, what I realized is she hadn't been in a home where she always thought she had a next meal. And so she was just giving herself that reassurance. But if I hadn't taken that class on trauma-informed care, I wouldn't have put all that together to understand that she just needed to look, to know, to have that safety inside. It wasn't about the food. It was about the safety. And then that taught me a lot, that one small um, moment with her um, within our first week taught me a lot about take a pause and realize that the moment isn't usually about the moment. It's about something that happened in their prior history. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, uh, That's right. And better at remembering that um, than others, which is why I still continue, um, even though we have adopted for many years now, I still um, try to keep current with uh, trauma-informed care trainings because it is so important. That doesn't easily leave a child, um, and, and we need to be right beside them along the whole journey. Yeah, they have a history before they come to us, and we don't always get a roadmap of what ha happened to them. And so mm -hmm. as foster parents, sometimes we're behind the game, but having that training is so important to be able to recognize and piece together the puzzle of those subtle signs to be able to help these children through their journey. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Tracy, are there any specific resources or places that you would want um, prospective parents or foster parents um, who are active to kind of look towards now that have really helped you? There are a lot of great resources in our community. And I do, um, I did lean heavily on our social worker team. Um, we chose to work directly through a city. Um, we didn't go through a second agency. Um, but they provided a lot of training and resources to us. So I, I chose to lean on them a lot and they were a great connector. And so they brought about um, the right resources at the right time for us. Um, and so through our first couple of children, I learned a lot. So then I could navigate those parts of the journey myself. Um, but as our kids became older, you know, I really did lean on um, our social work team to help connect us. It was also great that there was a network of foster parents that came together, whether it would be an annual picnic or a holiday outing or those types of things, because it's always great to have somebody who's five steps ahead of a journey um, to lean on as well. Um, because the social workers do their job and they did a great job, but they didn't have the children in their home all the time. And so um, it was great to have a cadre of parents to talk with as well, especially as we had our tougher moments um, with our first goodbyes. Um, and sending our children um, home their families, um, extended family who, who chose to step forward and get their training because they too have to have training in order to bring the child into their home. Um, to have some, some great families to lean on through that part of our journey as well um, because it's very emotional um, and the people who understand are the people who've already gone through that part of the journey. 
And so find yourself a great network of other parents with the same agency that you might be fostering with um, because you'll lean on each other at different times. And sometimes you're gonna be the receiver of the support and sometimes you're gonna be the giver of support. I think that's one of the things that most people find as a barrier to entering foster care is that fear of letting a child go, uh, falling in love and, and being mm -hmm. brokenhearted. But if you could just say one thing about the bright spot in letting them go and, and the kind of the beauty in seeing them go back to their family, the, you know, give us some encouraging words around that. What, what would you, what would you say? Um, first, I would say there's there will be nothing that prepares you for that moment. Um, there is no training that makes that um, any easier. Uh, there's no parent that tells you their story that's going to make yours any easier. Um, we were very fortunate to um, have had time with the family. So um, our first child went to a grandma. And I understand what it's like to have that family connection. So I really tried to keep that close to my heart. Um, we welcomed her into our home um, for some visits um, before it was time for our, our little girl to go. Um, I needed that reassurance that she was going to be okay. Um, and I believe that grandmother wanted to see how her granddaughter had been living um, and what she liked to do and what was her favorite toy, and what was her favorite meal. And so we were able to share that time together. Um, but when we said goodbye, it's, it's very hard. Um, we chose to foster right away. Um, because I, I wasn't ready to come home to an empty home that day. Um, so we literally um, said goodbye to our baby in one room, and then walked to another room in the social services and picked up a set of twins. Um, and we came home and I chose to be busy, um, just loving on two more sweet um, children who needed uh, a very safe home at that time in their life. Um, and when it was time for them to go, we did the same thing. We built relationships um, with their family um, over time, and not a lot of time, but just a, a small bit of time, welcomed them also into our home um, to really be able to share. Because what I learned is when they went to their grandmother, their grandmother wanted to know all of their, um, their favorite items and their favorite foods and all of that as well. But honestly, she also wanted to spend time with us to thank us um, for giving them that time and their family to, to kind of get everything together again. Um, we have um, been blessed to have stayed in contact with many of those families. And so we've kind of been the, the quiet cousin that they don't really know, um, but we've seen them grow up. And for us, that was important. And for that family, it was safe to do so. And, and then they were open to that. And so while the children don't necessarily know us, we know them. And it's an honor for us to be able to receive a picture of them as they now are teenagers. Um, to hear about what they love to do in school. Um, so we, we were able to stay connected to a couple of the families and that, that eased the journey for us to know that we would, we would see them grow up. Um, and so whether it be Facebook or something like that, it's been great. Um, and so our children are adopted now and they're not a full sibling group. Um, so they still have siblings who are in the foster care system and they're still very much part of our family um, for holidays and that sort of thing. And so for us, that connection piece um, was an individual decision for each family for us to continue that journey together. Um, so we consider ourselves very blessed because I know that um, that is unique. Um, but it was wonderful to know that they're all doing incredibly well with their families um, and their new families. So um, we, 
we consider ourselves not a family tree, but more of a family bush because we just have little, you know, branches over here that grow off and, and yeah. develop on this way and another branch that grows over here and develops um, that way. Um, but it was important for us to know that our babies were, were safe um, and loved and um, getting all of their dreams to come true because they deserve that. That's so beautiful. It's families coming together to help other families. And I, I love that about this work. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tracy. That was amazing. We appreciate you sharing. Thank you. And a big thank you for listening. Foster Care Aware is all about spreading the word about how we can help the kids who are in care in whatever capacity works for you. Tidewater Friends of Foster Care is here to help support you through the journey. Whether you want to be a foster parent, volunteer, donor, or advocate, head on over to fostercareaware.org slash next steps to learn more.